Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be with you today. It really is. How blessed we are to be able to come together through the medium of radio, open up God's Word and study freely each day, not having to worry about somebody shutting us down because we're not supposed to teach that, or we're not supposed to be reading our Bible, or we're not supposed to be talking about God or spiritual matters. You know, in some parts of the world, it's pretty much like that. But we have that freedom. We ought to cherish that freedom and never take it for granted. And we ought to take advantage of it. Thankfully, you're doing that as you listen to this program each day right here on Search the Scriptures. You're learning God's Word. You're studying His will for your life. And our prayer is that as you do that, that your faith is getting stronger, is deeper and fuller, Because faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We keep emphasizing that. And as your faith grows stronger, our prayer is that you're coming closer and closer to God. And you're you're coming closer and closer to making up your mind to come to God for forgiveness and salvation and redemption and eternal life through Jesus Christ. As you repent of your sins, confess your faith in Christ as God's Son and your Lord and Savior, and surrender to him in baptism, so that the blood that he shed on the cross so long ago can still absolutely cleanse you of the guilt of your sins. And you can be reborn, as Jesus told Nicodemus, must happen for anyone to enter the kingdom of God. John 3, verses 3 through 5. So that you can be made new, a new creation from a spiritual perspective. As the Apostle Paul says, happens when we become Christians. 2 Corinthians 5, and verse 17. You get that start over, that new beginning on life, again, from a spiritual perspective. Oh, how blessed we are to have this freedom to be able to study and also to be able to reach out to others and encourage them to study on a regular basis. God wants us to be with him for all of eternity in heaven. We want to help you get there. Now, encourage others to listen to this program. If they cannot tune in at all of the times that it airs on this particular station, and we're on several times a day, they can go to our website. And you can do this as well, by the way. Churchofchrist.com. Churchofchrist.com. Scroll down the home page to the podcast button. Click on that. It'll only take you about one minute to sign up for our podcasting. It is free. It will always be free. We're not after your wallet. We want to help you get to heaven. When you sign up for our podcasting, you receive these radio programs every day to your smart device, whichever one you choose, your smartphone, your computer, laptop, pad, tablet, whatever it might be. But you'll also receive a great deal more of study and teaching and and spiritual materials. You receive all of our sermons, all of our Bible classes, and a great daily, short, about a 12 or 13 minute Bible study each day that we call today's Bible class. Now, many people think they're too busy to be able to fit Bible study into their daily schedules, but this is just about a 12 or 13 minute study each day, today's Bible class. So they could listen on the way to work, 
They can listen on the way home from work, maybe in, during the break time at work, maybe during chores at the house. They can just pull up the podcast and listen and get into God's Word in that way. So share this opportunity with others and take advantage of it yourselves. Churchofchrist.com We're going to get back into the study we began last time asking this question first. How much do you think God loves you? Well, we could come back with all kinds of general statements, couldn't we? We could even say, more than I can possibly understand and comprehend. More than I know. You see, it's difficult to compare God's love, who is eternal and spiritual, with things that we can relate to in this world. How much do you think God loves you? Now, we might ask also, how much do you love God? But as we said, that's another subject for another day. But how much do you think God loves you? We go back to Ephesians chapter 3. We look at the basic text for this study, beginning with verse 17 and reading down through verse 19. And here the Apostle Paul wrote, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints, that would be all the Christians, what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. God's love, described here by the Apostle Paul, in Holy Scripture, in four dimensions. The length, the width, the depth, and the height of God's love. When you think about all of those dimensions together, you could say that's the magnitude of God's love and how glorious it is. Now, those four dimensions can be seen in one familiar verse from the New Testament. John 3 and verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We began looking at the first of those four dimensions that Paul laid out there in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 17 through 19. The width of God's love. How wide is God's love? As wide is the world is God's love. For God so loved the world. God's love extends to all of humanity. And notice also that he sent his only begotten son, sacrificed him, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, who should not perish? Whoever. God's love is as wide as the boundaries of the world are long, from one end to the other, from beginning to end. That's how much God loves us. That's the width of God's love. All of humanity 
is included in the scope of God's love. Now, we talked about that from the perspective of the creation, going back to Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27, where after God had created everything else that he created, all of the other life forms included, then he created man absolutely unique from everything else that he had created in that he created us in his own image after God's own likeness. Now, again, that's not to say that in some kind of physical appearance, we look like God in his appearance because he's spirit. And right now we're living in a physical body. We talked about how the Apostle Paul pointed out in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, a great treatise in the resurrection, that he said that this body is not what's going to inherit eternal life or a home in heaven, but we're going to be changed. We'll be given a new body, a spiritual body. So whatever that looks like, we don't really know right now. But the fact that he created us in his own image after his likeness points to the, to, the, to the fact that God created us with a soul, with a spiritual being within our physical body. The physical body, we know, is ultimately going to die. It's going to get older. The parts are going to stop working fully. And it's going to pass from this life. It's going to come to an end. But the soul goes on. The soul is that spiritual part of us, the spiritual essence of our being. And God created the soul to be with him for all of eternity. God loves us that much. He created us unique from everything else that he created. Nothing else, no other life form has a soul. Now, we may love Rover, our pet dog, but when Rover dies, well, Rover is dead all over. But when the owner of Rover dies, the soul goes on. God created us to love, and God created us to love him in return for his love for us. John the Apostle talks about, he points out how God is not just an example of love, but he talks about God being love. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 8 he who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God is love. Now, not just an example of love, but God is love. How do we understand love? Through God. How do you explain love without God? God is love. He created us to love. And he created us to be with him in love. 
to love him and to have a loving relationship with him throughout this life and ultimately throughout all of eternity. He wants us to be with him. We read in in Romans chapter 10, beginning with verse 15, how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the message of eternal life, salvation, forgiveness, redemption, and eternal life from God himself in the throne room in heaven. Now, where did God instruct that this message of salvation, of eternal life, this loving message from God himself to mankind here on this earth, where did he instruct that it should be proclaimed, preached, taught? Oh, their sound has gone out to all the earth and their words to the ends of the world. Verse 18 of Romans chapter 10. When Jesus, on the day that he ascended back to heaven, after his death and burial and resurrection from the tomb, and after he had walked upon the earth, risen for a period of 40 days, he told the apostles to take this message of salvation, this message of love from God himself, and he told them, as Matthew recorded it in Matthew chapter 28 and verses 19 and 20, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age of the world. Amen. How wide is God's love? This message of eternal life, of eternal salvation, this message of God's love is to be proclaimed to all the nations. When Mark recorded this great commission from our Lord in Mark 16, verses 15 and 16, Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, all of mankind. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. He who does not believe shall be condemned. God loves us so much that he wants this message of salvation, of eternal life, the opportunity to be with him, proclaimed throughout the world, from one end to the other, all around the globe. That is the width of God's love. In Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14, when Jesus was talking to his disciples, and as it applies to us, to those who are his faithful followers, true Christians, he said, you are the light of the world, not just of your country or of your community or of your hemisphere, But he said, you are the light of the world. And then in verse 16, he said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and bring glory to the Father who is in heaven. 
You see, we are to carry the gospel everywhere. That great commission that Jesus gave, that Matthew recorded in Matthew 28 and verse 19, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, and that Mark recorded in Mark 16, verse 15, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature, that is still our commission, our instruction today to carry that message of God's love for our eternal life to everybody, everywhere, throughout the world, around the globe. We are supposed to be the light of the world, to carry the light, the shining light of the truth of God's message of salvation and hope to everybody everywhere. In Galatians 3 and verse 28, Paul wrote, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. He's speaking to Christians there, true Christians. You see, God is not limiting his love and the message of salvation, of eternal life, which is the message of his love, the gospel of Christ. He's not limiting that message to a certain select group of people on this earth, to certain nations within this, upon this earth, to certain languages upon this earth spoken by certain groups of humanity. No. In Christ, as we would embrace this message of God's love, demonstrating the width of his love, it's to everybody. Not just to the Jew or the Gentile, not just to male or female, not just to slave or free, but to everybody. Everybody. It does not matter if you are a millionaire several times over. I heard on the news today that, that there has become a new richest person in the world, and he is not just a millionaire several times over, but... Uh, over a hundred billion, he's a, over a hundred billionaire, and he's not the only one that would fit into that classification as far as wealth and monetary holdings are concerned. Now that's almost beyond my comprehension and my imagination, that much money. But you see, that's not the one to whom God sent his message of love eternal life through the gospel of Christ. And at the same time, it's not to the poor only. It's not to one ethnicity or another ethnicity, or to one language or another language, to one nation or another nation, to one part of the world or to another part of the world. But in Christ, as we come to God, all have the opportunity, slave or free, rich or poor, Jew or Gentile, male or female, all have the opportunity to come into God's love through Jesus Christ, to have eternal life and to have it assured. That is the width of God's love, spreads and encompasses 
all of mankind, everywhere, all around the world. What's the next dimension that Paul lays out? In Ephesians chapter 3, verses 17 and 18 and 19. Well, remember what he said? Those four dimensions? The width and the length and the depth and the height of God's love. Well, we've looked at the width of God's love. What about the length of God's love? Again, we find that laid out for us in that one fairly short verse of Scripture in the New Testament, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God so loved, past tense, He sent Christ to the cross almost 2,000 years ago. But he loved Adam and Eve in the very beginning in the garden, at the beginning of the creation, the beginning of humanity upon this earth. Past tense. He so loved that he gave in that present tense when Christ was upon this earth, he sent him to that cross. And then for what reason? So that mankind, through Christ, could have the opportunity for everlasting life. Future tense. God's love. That's the length of God's love. From beginning throughout eternity. The beginning of man's existence throughout eternity with God in heaven. That's the length of God's love. When we look at Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 4, we read this. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Before the foundation of the world? Oh, yes. God in his mind and in his love already had us planned, already had humanity in his plans before he ever created us. The length of God's love. We'll come back and look at this dimension in more detail next time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for your love being, oh, so wide and so long, being so long-suffering with us, patient, giving us time to respond to your love in love for you. Help us to do that, Father, to come to you your way. And please be merciful with us. Please forgive us, gracious Father. This is our prayer in Christ's name. Amen.